Art of Relationships radio show is copyrighted. No one is to use any part of the show without express written consent from myself, Greg Tosinski, or the Art of Relationships. Thank you. Welcome to the Art of Relationships radio show. Greg welcomes live calls from listeners in helping with numerous marital and relationship problems. There will be no more tit-for-tat arguments. Greg gets to the root of couples' challenges in a rapid, matter-of-fact format, plus applies compassion and humor. Join in discovering how to improve your relationship and your own life. Listen, laugh, and climax. Greg is a licensed professional counselor in the state of Michigan. To others, he's simply known as Detroit's love guru. <laughs> hey, welcome everybody, it's Greg. Hopefully, hopefully, fingers crossed, all the tech issues have been dealt with, with the camera, with the streaming software, which is bringing you this live. Um, so, fingers crossed, hopefully everything will go okay. It has been a long day today. So, um, going to bring, you know, with the tech issues last week, tonight, happy hump night, we are going to bring be talking about, or I say we, I am, and hopefully we, meaning you, the audience, is going to participate, and give me a call, 313-614-9498. We, I'm going to be talking about healing sexual traumas, and I'm also, you know, going to throw in other traumas as well, because uh, they both can have the same effect, you know, it could be physical abuse trauma, maybe you ran into, um, Maybe a loved one of yours, you found them, um, maybe they had a heart attack, maybe they committed suicide, you had, you know, you found them hanging from the rafters, or unfortunately in a vehicle, that maybe in the garage or in the driveway, you found them um, and they shot themselves, okay, and the trauma that experiences, uh, yes, I do relationships big time, that's my love, that's my passion, but I also have a lot of experience, a lot of specialization in dealing with trauma, uh, be it first responders, you know, sexual abuse, rape, that type of thing, and kids, teens, and adults, and how that impacts your life. And I want to try to help you where it doesn't impact your life anymore, where you gain that power from inside. And those events, those traumatizing events from you, you know, from the past, they're not going to affect you anymore. Is it easy? Is it going to happen overnight? I wish I could snap my fingers like this, people and you would no longer have any issues, any residual effects from you know being sexually abused, being raped, but I'm not gonna lie to you, it's not that easy. It's gonna take some time, but I want you to start the healing now. What's gonna happen is I want you to own that power, okay? And I want you to stop you know, allowing those fears of what happened to you to sorta be the identifier of who you are as a person because of what happened to you. You know what? I don't want those to hold power over you any longer. I want you to be able to heal it and be the person you want to be because as you know, you lived it, you know, through the traumas in your life. You know, do those sort of force you to be maybe limit who you are as a person, limit your goals. Maybe they limit you where, you know what? your sense of self is in the toilet and you feel like no one's going to love me because I'm damaged, because I'm, uh, you know, I'm no good anymore. All these aspects, all these ideations that you have, these thoughts 
and feelings within yourself. They affect decisions you make in your life. Maybe you end up being in an abusive relationship because, you know what, I'm damaged. No one else is going to want me, so this is what I get, and I don't want to be alone. So you're going to be in that situation. I do not want you in destructive situations, any toxic situations, because of how you were treated, because of what you went through before. That does not identify you as who you are. I want you to be able to stop those traumatic events from creeping up, from sort of, you know, being triggers, and they could be sexual triggers. Maybe they affect uh, your sexual identity and your relationship, and I can tell you countless stories of, you know, over the years I've dealt with how many people maybe had sexual difficulties, body image issues that they affected from, you know, being raped or being sexually abused because they don't feel comfortable. They feel dirty yet. Um, and this is stuff that happened maybe 20 years ago, 15 years ago, 10 years ago, 25 years ago, you name it, and how this still impacts your life and how it impacts, you know, your love life and how you want to be and how you want to be as a person. And it's just this inner ugh, turmoil, if you will, that you have been dealing with. You try to block it off. You don't want to feel a certain way. There, you know, couples I've dealt with over the years, she, you know, during sex, there was a dry spell, if you will, and it was related back to when she was uh, raped as an 18-year-old and how it affected her marriage and everything. You know, she couldn't put her hands or arms, you know, like hold on to the headboard like a lot of women like and, uh, you know, enjoy themselves or, you know, be, you know, maybe held down or even hold their hands because she felt trapped. She felt, again, confined. She felt held down and thrown those triggers back to when she was raped. And all these, you know, if you have been in that situation before, you know what I'm talking about. And those people that don't know what I'm talking about, I'm going to try to help you and maybe realize, maybe in your partner, they've been sexually abused. And I'm not, you know, I'm not going out there. Not everybody has been sexually abused. We might have body image issues, you know, that cause us to have problems and we weren't sexually abused. We weren't raped. So I don't want you to assume everybody out there, everybody that has issues, that's very important, that has been sexually abused, that been traumatized sexually or in another form or fashion, okay? When that happens, it changes your identity and, you know, it gives you a sense of self that maybe you're garbage, you're no good. This wouldn't have happened to me if I was a good person. This wouldn't have happened to me, you know, if I didn't deserve it. And it's sad. It's sort of a, a sick, twisted uh, mind game we play with ourselves that try to be logical, to justify why this happened to us. And I'm going to tell you, it wasn't your fault, okay? I don't, I don't care if you were drunk at a party 18, 20 years old. That does not give anybody the right to rape you, to sexually abuse you people, okay? Not at all. So I want you to sort of pay attention. I want you to participate. And if you want to share your stories, you know, I'd, I want to hear it. I want this to be a participation format on the Art of Relationships radio show, as this is. And I want you to be able to look at, um, you know, what's it going to take to heal you? And I want to sort of force you or hold your hand, if you will, to start looking at these traumas in your life that, you know what, hell, they are not going to define me any longer. They are not going to hold power over me anymore, okay? And I want you to start taking the first steps and looking at these aspects and not running from them. A lot of people, right, if I try to force them or, you know, I try to face them and try to 
fight these traumas. That's gonna make that means I get gotta look back at it. I gotta, you know, put myself right back through those situations again. Not necessarily, okay? You look at how you wanna be and can you identify yourself how you wanna be sexually, how you wanna be loved, how you, you know, deserve to be loved and have that not isolate you and being in a crappy relationship or maybe being confined sexually anymore or trying to block your sexual identity how you want to be how you'd love to be but then you have all the the trauma experience you know i can't do this because it makes me feel trashy dirty you name it okay if you know what i mean a lot of people out there they do unfortunately know what i mean and i want to start healing those okay i'll take a look at how many people are joining everything and we want to oh we got a lot of people in the house starting up and i you know what i value you and i'm not gonna you know mention names or anything else i know even you gave me permission to use this sherry's in the house woohoo um one individual mentioned that you know the trauma i experienced affected every aspect of my life but today through therapy i do not allow it to run my life awesome but i have to be mindful of my triggers so that i am able to have a healthy relationship and that that's awesome i love to hear that but i also want to look at you know the mindful of the triggers and one thing about you know being sexually traumatized or sexually abused a lot of aspects and a lot of therapists you know that worked or you know even they call them you know rape specialists or they call them you know trauma specialists they they, they have no clue okay they might mean well you know they might be Maybe they were the therapist or counselor, they were raped themselves or sexually abused, so they want to save everybody else that has been and help those people. I'm all for that. However, a lot of times with the sexual abuse and even traumas, you know, finding a loved one hanging from the rafters or whatever the situation is, that a lot of these triggers, as you know, the listener uh, stated below, the triggers are caused by the sensory memory, okay? The sensory memory is, you know, of course, what you smell, right? What you taste, what you see, what you hear, and what you feel. The five senses, okay? The sensory memories, and I've, you know, talked a little bit about these a while ago, that our sensory memory takes one to three seconds to get in our long-term memory, right? One to three seconds. Now, think about that. Now, when you want to you know, try to learn something. You read something in school, magazine, or whatever, you know, whatever. You're trying to learn, study. It takes up to 20 to 22 seconds to get in our long-term memory. So you're, you're talking one to three seconds versus 20 to 23 seconds. So a lot of people with rape survivors or even being sexually abused, what happens is, you know, there's a term they call dissociated. It's like a trance-type attitude okay and someone on you know facebook private messaged me a couple days ago about this experience again and this trance or you know psychobabble term dissociate it's like while you're being raped or sexually abused your brain is trying to protect you okay so it puts you in a trance or dissociates you like you are playing out with a friend or you know out by on a beach or it's trying to put you in a safe uh, maybe a fantasy land scenario why the trauma is taking place unfortunately the senses right again what you feel what you smell what you see hear touch that gets implanted in your long-term memory okay your body senses um 
they don't forget okay so your brain is trying to protect you so you don't remember it but that's where the triggers come from say for instance uh, people watching the show listening to the show live I want you to think about your favorite food okay your favorite food what is it I whatever it is doesn't matter if it's you know pasta Italian seafood Mexican whatever okay um, smell your favorite food right now right just think of it can you smell it right now and it's not even near you or it might not be even near you right you can smell it and it's not the room and it you bring it up just like that that's how powerful the sensory memory is so when you have triggers right say you were getting uh, sexually abused or you're being raped okay maybe it's a smell of the person that you know what they had uh, a certain cologne on, a certain perfume on, a certain, maybe their breath smelled of cigarettes and booze, okay? So next thing, you're going to smell like booze, whiskey, whatever, that your beer, whatever, and it makes you almost want to puke because it throws you right back into that traumatic event. And what, you know, the way to do sensory intervention with trauma and everything, you look at, you know what, I want to bring those senses out where we can process them, bring them up here to bring into an awareness and put them to rest so they don't have these triggers, okay? And what happens, a lot of people, you know, over the years, there was, you know, uh, a 19-year-old uh, young lady I worked with years ago that supposedly went to a therapist. She was raped when she was 15. Uh, so she went to a therapist, tried to work out everything was fine. And then someone referred her to me after this happened. She was walking in the mall with four other friends, girls laughing, joking around. They're having a good time, no big deal. All of a sudden, the client, she fell down on the floor like, and just started screaming like she was getting murdered. And they were like, what the heck's going on? We're laughing, joking around. Just like that, she fell and all this stuff. Well, you know, going back through all this stuff, her history and all this, and found... You know what? There was a guy that walked by her in the mall. No big deal, right? He had the same cologne on that the guy had on that raped her when she was 15 years old. I was upset. I was ticked because the therapist never even talked about the sensory aspects and how the sensory memory, how, you know, that's where all those triggers come from. It could be what you hear, right? Maybe there's a song playing in the background, right? While you're being sexually abused or being raped or maybe, you know, there's... Um, a certain commercial going on maybe the you know radio is going on maybe a certain voices of people around you all these sounds can trigger those memories again I want to put those triggers to rest and what those mean and to be able to visualize them put them in your mind not to traumatize you or re-traumatize you again but to put them to rest make sense of them and you know what give you a sense of control that you did not have anymore and I'm hoping that makes sense to you, right? So, again, it, it could be a smell. It could be a sound. It could be maybe there was bright lights. Maybe, you know, you got raped, unfortunately, on an elevator, and all of a sudden you're paranoid to go on an elevator. These are, you know, the sights, the senses that play in a role. You know, what you saw can affect those situations, unfortunately. And if they're not brought forth and, you know, put in the cognitive, the mental aspects, Unfortunately, you know, that's where these triggers happen. And to be aware of them and be cognizant is one thing. You know your triggers, they're crucial, okay? I get all that. It's big time. <laughs> Mention, uh, Tina, talking about food is making me hungry. No kidding. You know what? I'm hungry too. Who's bringing me food? Who wants to drive or in the Southfield uh, 
Southfield area, Metro Detroit area, and wants to bring me food, right? Maybe beer? No. <laughs> beer, uh, booze, cognac, you know, doesn't matter. No. <laughs> and you look at, and, you know, another individual, hey, Angie's in the house. You know, welcome. Um, and looking at, you know, it took me years to realize that some words were triggers for me. And it's, you know what, it's absolutely true. Like I said, it's what you hear, right? Voice tones. It could be words, you know what? Um, they could be threatening words. They could be soothing, you know, you think soothing words that, you know what, they're, you know, idle threats. And with sexual abuse, you know, what happens, and a lot of people don't realize, with sexual abuse, a lot of times, not always, that it is not violent. It's very coercive, okay? I wouldn't touch you if it wasn't, if I didn't love you. If I know it didn't feel good to you, you know what? I wouldn't be doing this. This is my way of loving. Then the, the idle threats come in, right? Don't tell anyone. It's our own little secret. Or, you know what? Don't tell anyone because I might have to hurt you. These idle threats come in. It's very manipulative. It's very sick and twisted when the kids. But, Another aspect with a lot of people don't realize where it affects a lot of adults and comes into teens, you know, with, you know, being sexually abused as a young child, okay, um, where some things being sexually abused, it sounds sick and all this stuff, and most of it, like I said, is not violent, but some touches, it's twisted, right? Some touches, let's face it, being touched sexually, whatever, can feel good, right? Can feel very pleasurable, so there's a twisted plot that goes on in our in your head okay as a young kid or whatever where certain things can you know it feels good but my gut and my stomach it feels bad it feels nasty so you're fighting this battle with you something that feels good but it feels wrong and trying to bring these up you know working with a lot of kids that have been sexually abused this is a huge battle and it's okay something feels good right and that it feels bad Physically feels good, but you get to determine who does that. And that's where, you know, the ideation and the gut instincts and the essence come in. It's wrong, it's bad, but it feels good. So it plays a weird, twisted role on kids. And even how that plays into a role into your, your teenage life and in your adult sexuality and how that defines you because, you know what, you're feeling guilty because, let's face it, I should have told somebody, maybe part of me, I did something to allow this to happen. Not only that, you know what, part of it might feel good to be touched a certain way. So it sounds sick and twisted, but that's, I'm telling you, this happens to a lot of people that have been sexually abused. And it's, you know, you have, you know, with the trauma, there's different time, you know, violent rape is huge versus, you know, sexual abuse, but you look at how it affects you, okay? Even dealing with a ton of people over the years, unfortunately, you know what? Everybody is different. You can have maybe key indicators that are very similar, that are very common to a lot of people, but how, you know, people that have been raped, been sexually abused, or been traumatized one form or another, how you experience those, they're very, very different from each person, okay? There might be some similarities, but it doesn't matter. You know what? You've heard from 20 other people that have been sexually abused or maybe raped, and their experiences might be totally different in how you experience it, and it's okay. It's not a comparison. That's where I want you to stop. Uh, you know what? Oh, I was raped and it wasn't as traumatizing, or as somebody else that was almost lost their life and got beat 
to, you know, half to death, whatever, at least I didn't get beat. No, you got a right to feel. You got a right to be traumatized, a right to feel the pain and go through you. It's not a comparison. Unfortunately, a lot of people, you know, even with, you know, groups and everything, survivors, they, it almost turns into almost like a comparison or uh, a competition type aspect where you're looking at, oh, my experience wasn't as horrific as hers or my experience wasn't as bad or, you know, I didn't go through all that. It doesn't matter. You have a right to heal how you want to heal or what it takes to heal with you and how you experience that. That's what matters to you people, okay? It's not a damn comparison. So I don't want you to get in there, oh, it wasn't as bad. You have a right to hurt. You have a right to deal with the issues, you know, how you've experienced them. It's very subjective, okay? So don't ever get into a match where, oh, it wasn't that bad. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't as bad as somebody else. My sister, my cousin, or my friend got raped and it wasn't that bad. And I want, I don't want you to get in a situation. Hey, Brenda, what's up in the house? So, granted, it is a very delicate, you know, situation, you know, dealing with sexual trauma and the healing aspects. I doubt, you know, a lot of consequences, how you deal with the triggers. And the one thing I want you to tell, you know, one thing, and actually um, a friend of mine that went through, you know, rape, sexual abuse, that type of aspect, sent me this quote. Um, I wish she was listening now. I'm surprised she's not, but she might be tuning in. Um, but listen to the quote. That she sent. Now think about this, you know, if you've been through trauma or even challenges in your life. Freedom. It's what you do with what's been done to you, okay? Again, freedom. It's what you do with what's been done to you. And if you think you've been raped, you've been sexually abused, right? And you think your freedom was taken away, right? That the rapist, the pedophile, whatever, took that freedom away from you. You know what? I'm going to help you get that freedom back where you are able to, again, you are not going to, the triggers are going to be drastically reduced. They're going to be, you know what, a lot less where you own that power, okay? Again, you did not give the abuser, you did not give the rapist the power, okay? They took it from you. Well, you're going to get it back, okay? And we have, again, the trigger experiences of that it's going to happen again, right? And it's sad because when you're sexually abused, it's almost like uh, it, it could go on a one-time experience, but a lot of times, unfortunately, you know, I've dealt with people that have been sexually abused from when the time they were like four or six years old up until their teens even. It lasted for years, and it, it almost became a ritual in their own identity, and it was they sort of learned to manipulate and all this stuff, but it was their way of getting a sense of self and uh, some sort of normality from it versus that it was wrong. It was, you know, again, power taken away from you. So number one thing is how do you get that power back, right? That you are not going to define yourself by how you were maybe being sexually abused, that you were raped, okay? You are not going to define yourself as that. You're a survivor, right? We talk about that aspect, okay? And we talk about the differences, you know, before you hear this all over the news media about the victim and versus a survivor. And that is a crucial role, okay? You look at, you know, being a victim, a survivor of being raped or sexually abused, 
You do not have any control. You lived through that. That's absolutely right. Because I want you to look at the strength you have that you made it through that. You are not that person anymore. You are not going to identify that experience, that event that happened to you. That is not going to hold you hostage any longer, okay? I want you to feel empowered. I want you, you know what? I did not give that way. I am going to decide on how I live my life. I'm not going to allow being raped. I'm not going to allow being sexually abused to find me as a person no more, okay? That does not make me dirty. It does not make me bad. It does not make me anything or damage at all. It makes something that happened to me taken out of control, right? If we want to look, and I don't want to belittle anything, I have no control over this. I have no control over you know, my height or anything else. Being raped and everything is a lot more traumatizing than me being bald or being short, you know. <laughs> I'm not even going to clarify the two, but I want you to take this in the essence to where, you know what, what can I do with it now, you know? Can I help other people with it? Can I, you know what, I'm a survivor, and that does not make me a bad person. A lot of people, you know, they cringe or, oh, my God, I've been with somebody that's been, you know, raped before, and you're worried about, let me guess, right, not only about how it affects you, you're worried about how others are going to view you because of that being sexually abused, being raped. Are they going to think of you as being right, being tarnished, being damaged, being, oh, my God, I can't deal with this anymore. So let's face it. There are going to be people, I'm not going to lie to you, you know that. There are going to be people that aren't going to be able to handle it. They don't get it. They're going to look at you a certain way. Screw them. Got it? Plain and simple, I want you screw them. There is going to be someone I'm worthy of love. I'm worthy of somebody, and I'm not going to allow one person that can't do deal with it. They're weak, okay? I don't need to be with them. I want someone that's going to be there for me, that's going to understand me, because I freaking deserve that, okay? That doesn't change who I am, okay? I'm a loving person. I'm a deserving person of being loved, to have you know, sexual pleasure, to own my sexuality. I'm not going to allow somebody to take that away from me any longer. And I'm going to get to the point where, you know what? This is who I am, so freaking what, right? This is who I am. It's not going to hold me hostage any longer, okay? Sounds like I'm going to repeat myself, but it's very, very important for you to understand this, to, you know, to identify yourself. You know what? Damn it. This is who I am. I'm not going to define my life like this anymore. I'm still going to be a loving person. Maybe, you know, being, uh, have a great, healthy sexual identity, who I want to be. And you know what? There's nothing freaking wrong with that. And that's where the triggers come in. And if they're not put to rest, the experiences of that, how you're whole, held, you know, like I said, maybe your hands are being held, you know, over this, uh, being held together, being bound. That doesn't mean you have to be. If you want to get to the point where you fight that and you win through that, absolutely, you know, we can get you through there. You know what? Because that's what you want this time. It isn't about somebody else. It's about what you desire. It's about what you want. And how do you get to that point? You want to have that power over you where it doesn't affect you. Well, we're going to, let's face it, we're going to hit it head on. And again, tell yourself, you know what? My trauma is not me. It does not identify me. It happened to me. But I am a person. I'm going to make my own identity. It's not going to be defined by somebody that took that away from me, that raped me, that sexually abused me, okay? 
Again, it's not easy. It's very, very difficult to get there. But, again, I'm giving you pointers. And I could, you know, give a seminar, and I'm going to give a seminar on this where it's probably going to be a lot more than, you know, a 45-minute radio show that I'm doing now. But these are triggers that I, you know, I want to put them to rest, okay? And you look at, you know, the aspects, um, you know, the fears. The biggest thing is the fears of that they're going to happen again. And that, that's the biggest fear. I don't want to do this. I don't, no one wants to go through those traumas again. And part of your brain and your sensory memories, you know, you have flashbacks. You know, that's a very big thing, you know, the flashbacks, the nightmares, the night terrors associated about this. Or, you know, someone that looks similar to a person that raped you is going to create these triggers and all this stuff. But what do you do that, you know, if you were raped, do you look back at what you would have done differently instead of bashing yourself? You know, there's some things that, you know what, it's not your fault, no matter what you do, but you can, you know, maybe look at yourself and empower yourself. What would you have done differently, if anything, okay? A lot of times, if you have a knife held to your throat or a gun held to your head, you know what? You did what you had to do to survive. That wasn't your fault, okay? And that's where you need to, you know what? To get to the point where I'm a survivor, I did what I did to survive that, and I'm not going to allow that ruin my freaking life. That bastard that raped me, right? The animal that raped me. Well, I love animals. Forget about animals. You know, the freaking asshole, whatever you want to say, that raped me or molest me. You know what? Screw them. I am not going to have them hold power over me any longer. I'm going to define myself you know what, how I want to be. And I'm going to be maybe more aware. I'm going to be more realizing, you know what, what can I do differently, if anything. Maybe you can be more aware of your surroundings. Not being paranoid. There's a difference between being paranoid, right? We get paranoid because of a trigger, because maybe you were raped and pulled into an alley or pulled into behind a bunch of cars when you went to the store at night or whatever and were raped. Maybe you were forced into your own vehicle while you got into it. You can be more aware, but, again, not being paranoid over those situations, okay? It's, it's not easy, not at all. So, I am going to take a little breather, and then I'm going to come back shortly. So, do not go anywhere. And I know, yeah, Tina, you mentioned flashbacks and no sleep. They suck. I, I agree. And that's part of, you know, your brain sort of trying to play tricks on you and getting them out. That's where I said about getting a sensory memory and sort of processing it up here so you can get away from that, to get away from the flashbacks and everything else, okay? And I'm going to talk a little bit more about this after the break, okay? This is the Art of Relationships radio show. After the break, give me a call, 313 614 9498 and you can again you know go below right here throw your insights and in, throw your comments and um, also ideas for further uh, radio show topics maybe for next week okay do not go anywhere I am gonna play a song we're gonna be back shortly Another song you'll never hear about a girl I've never met. This is just another life whispered in your ear, so you'll think that I can make it. This is just 
just another ride taken by surprise with no clear end in sight this is just an empty line you've heard a million times that i've used to make it right a chance meeting in a parking lot getting high off of a pointless talk you remind me of the songs i used to Welcome back. This is the Art of Relationships radio show. I'm your host, Greg Dzinski, Detroit's love guru. I'm a licensed professional counselor. 
uh, relationship sex specialists, of course, in Metro Detroit area. So um, talking about, you know, a very delicate situation where a lot of people don't want to talk about, a lot of people want to hide, run, try to ignore and try to fight off, you know what, the aftermaths of being sexually abused or being raped, okay, about sexual traumas, okay, and it's very difficult because a lot of them, they try to hide them, they try to um, push them away so much, and I tell people, the harder you try to fight them off, ignore them, um, the harder they are to get rid of, and you don't heal from them, okay, another one is, you know, like I suggested about from the power, and you have a lot of people, you know, that it, it's ironic because you have a lot of people, a lot of you know, women, even some guys that have been sexually abused that all of a sudden they don't want to be, they think, you know what, I don't want to make myself attractive anymore. So all of a sudden they start getting into, you know, poor eating habits, right? So maybe they gain a lot of weight because they don't want to look attractive. I, You know, sadly with a lot of rape survivors, and I'm not going to say, you know, every rape survivor is obese, not not at all, okay, that's not what I'm saying, but you look at a lot of, uh, you know, women over the years, and ironic how, you know, self-image and everything, and, you know, they get into poor eating habits, and you find out maybe they've been sexually abused, maybe they've been raped, and all of a sudden, that the weight gain is a protective, it's an unhealthy protective cover, if you will, because you know what, if I get large, I get unattractive, they're not going to want to rape me any more, okay, and it's sad how the mind plays tricks on you, dealing with the sexual traumas, that you know what, I'm going to get this way, because it's going to keep me safe, and I'm not going to have that trauma anymore, because you feel like your power was taken away from you, right, I get it, I get how, you know, it plays tricks on you, your mind plays tricks on you, the essence of who you are, that you are trying, again, remember, fighting so damn hard, so it doesn't happen again, it affects your whole life, and you limit who you want to be as a person, as maybe a partner, as being loved, and you be in a situation where you limit yourself in being in maybe a healthy situation, or maybe um, in a toxic relationship because of your past traumas. I don't want that anymore for you. I want you to own your own self, your own identity, and not limit yourself because you've been raped, because you've been sexually abused. Again, that does not define you, okay? It was taken away from you. It's something that happened to you, okay? Now, you know, a lot of things with relaxation techniques to help you with the traumas, especially with the flashbacks and everything, you know what? One thing I want you to tell you, you know, you're by yourself, whatever, the flashbacks hit you. Another, you know what, I am safe. That was the past. You know, mentally tell yourself that. Even if you have to verbally tell yourself that, you know what, I'm not there anymore. I'm safe. I'm here now. Okay? The, the meditation aspects. A lot of people, you know, meditate. You can just, you know, you can close your eyes and go to, it's called guided imagery, okay, that you are you know, in a safe place. You can do it without your eyes closed because sometimes when you close your eyes, right, you're you might throw yourself back into the trigger in in the the trance state of putting yourself right back where you were raped or sexually abused. You know what? Maybe you can open your eyes and just still picture, you know what, going to you know, you're on a beach somewhere, tranquil, you're safe. Or maybe a better aspect that you have the power. Maybe you visualize yourself as being like the freaking Wonder Woman or being the Hulk or something and maybe beating their ass, okay? 
and a lot of times taking the power back another thing I want you to do you know what is you know being raped or being sexually abused if you were a best friend say I want you to put your role into the adult self that you are maybe when you were raped or sexually abused maybe it's five years beyond or me after what would you want to tell her back then right what would you want to tell that younger version of you maybe someone unfortunately I, I deal with you know I got clients now how it affects them and decision-making being you know raped a few times sexually abused by you know their father uncle all that aspect and how that affects you and let's face it you don't trust anybody you don't trust anybody right well I'm gonna take that away from you and all of a sudden you start doing unhealthy aspects to protect yourself and to you know what I'm not gonna trust anybody I get it because no one protected you right so now if you were the adult version of that kid when you were raped or sexually abused or even you know what you could be you know I'm gonna be the mentor I'm gonna be the best friend of myself that was raped what would you want to tell that person you know what you're safe you are calm it's not your fault I want you to be sort of the mediator or the moderator the mentor if you will of yourself sounds weird sounds crazy not at all but it works you know what I want you what would you tell that little girl that was sexually abused back there will you tell them you are safe now it wasn't your fault when no one else did that maybe your mom knew it was going on and was afraid oh my god I'm gonna be homeless or whatever I'm not gonna do anything about it I just gotta shut up you know what yeah she should be punished I get that okay now again getting you to the point where you know what being raped being sexually abused you know what what would it take for you not to care about that anymore right you've heard me numerous times can you be pissed off can you be hurt upset by something you don't care about anymore and look at what would it take for you to maybe not care about that instance anymore about being raped about being sexually abused okay it sounds crazy it sounds whack not at all maybe by not caring about it you can promote and be stronger within yourself maybe you know everybody's heard of self-defense classes everybody you know empowerment classes I get them they're I'm all for that but I want it to be here in your heart in your soul not just up here okay because what well, hey, you can think 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 but what happens right if it's not here it won't last I want it to last I want these triggers gone in you I want you to empower me you know what I smell this way so what you know what I'm still here I'm safe self-talking meditation guided imagery like I said even slow the exhale you can take a breath <gasps> you know a lot of people panic when triggers hit <gasps> no you know what <sighs> slow that exhale okay remind yourself you know what you are self safe you do own yourself you do own your sexuality right now right I'm not gonna let this hinder me anymore big time I'm gonna I am safe I am protecting myself now okay so I want you to have that sense of safety back and it's gonna come from within you okay a lot of people you know whatever they don't get what you've been through they're, they're not going to like I said even if you know people friends family members that have been sexually abused or been raped your experience and how you how it affects you 
is going to be different than how it affects them, okay? Again, you know what? That's okay. I want you to own your own experience, and I also want you to own, you know what? It's not going to affect you anymore. It's not going to limit you on your goals, on having a successful, loving relationship, okay? You're going to own that, and you're not going to allow that to have power over you any longer, okay? Simple, not at all. Work on the sensory aspects, okay? What you smelled, okay? All that aspect. And one way, you know, aspect, you can even, you flash these back, okay? What you smell, right? Maybe, you know, it grosses you out now. Maybe you can replace that, you know, have something, a candle that you let yell. It's going to, or that smells, you know, French vanilla or candied apple, whatever your favorite scent is, okay? You can have that. We're going to, we're going to walk you through that where you, you know, maybe a certain scent that triggered or a sight. We're going to replace that, okay? We're going to replace that with a more pleasant scent that you like. Got it? Maybe it's a certain image you see. We're going to replace that image with something more Maybe it's a coloring book. Maybe, maybe it's a, a picture. Maybe it's a, a picture of a flowered field or whatever it is, a waterfall, whatever is peaceful to you okay so I want to replace the sensory aspect with something more pleasant more and you're gonna use that to help you ease these triggers right they're gonna become a lot less intense they're gonna become a lot less present in your life and it's gonna help you have more control over yourself got it it's gonna take some practice but these are gonna be aspects that can help you that are gonna help you on the way to heal from the sexual traumas that you've endured, okay? You are going to own yourself again. The past is not going to haunt you. It is not going to limit you to where you want to be with your life, your love life, your sense of self as a woman, as a person, as a man. You know, whatever you are, you are going to own that because you deserve that, okay? Remember, you are a survivor, nothing else, okay? Um, I'm going to say good night, peace and love to everybody else out there, and I'm hoping... This is going to provide some insights to you, okay? I'm hoping it will help you um, start the healing process. I know it's a quick video. You know, the Art of Relationships radio show have only been on for about 45 minutes. But to give you some key indicators and give you something to go after, to start using, implementing, you know, quick, useful things that can help implement you to heal, okay? Remember, love yourself. You are a survivor, okay? Peace and love to everybody out there. Take care, okay? Good night, everybody. Happy.